Hey everybody, welcome to Idiot Sandwich. This week's sandwich, oh boy. This this week's sandwich is a real uh, real springtime sandwich primarily because it is covered and filled with pollen and dust. It will make all the uh, allergy-prone people out there sneeze very, very heavily, and the rest of us just don't get to enjoy it nearly as much because we're getting sneezed all over. Welcome to Idiot Sandwich. Well, I've got a beaded curtain when it's still it looks like Jesus. Not much of a believer, but I dig the way it looks. Don't you try to tell me about souls and second comings The first of which of mine is filthy from all the time it took To make my own religion Crashing in my best friend's living room So for me, the sandwich you've described is like probably the worst thing that exists yeah no it's not great but it's hey it's springtime one. it's topical yeah you're it doesn't right. matter if it's, it's good or bad but hey, you know people, people are talking about yeah, they're talking it's about happening. It. spring cleaning you know about that yeah dude we just did a little bit of spring cleaning well we cl- we got rid of some trash we got rid of some trash and that it's we put there and it's almost spring and it is almost spring. <laughs> so it's not we're really doing, like we're going to be rearranging the living room, though. We are doing uh, yeah, that'll a little be bit of cool. rearranging here in the that'll house. That'll be cool. But anyway, yeah. we're we're just uh, talking nonsense. We're Welcome to Idiot Sandwich. Um, I'm Brent. I'm kind of the bad boy around these parts. I'm Pat, and I'm kind of the sweet boy around these parts. Yeah, I'm made of candy. He is. It's not candy. I like. Prove thankfully. me wrong. It's audio only. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Audio only. No one knows. You yeah. can't prove that I'm not made of candy. Maybe I've done stuff. You haven't seen me in a while. The direction that my brain is telling me to go with this bit is not good. It's not what, wholesome. What is your instinct telling you to do with this bit? Well, I mean, like, what are you like a hard candy? Are you like a taffy? Are you? No, like I'm a, a soft candy. You're a soft candy, so yeah. You, so you got to be pulled and stretched a lot. Yeah, man, and I do. I get, I get, uh, I get, I get stretched out. <laughs> That wasn't even what I thought, and yet <laughs> it wasn't even what I was thinking. And then you got in my head. I was like, "Oh, there. I'm like a piece of taffy." That's not good. <laughs> no, All right, so he's not candy. He's a regular person, yeah. made of flesh and blood and bone. And Brent's a bad boy. <laughs> and I'm the bad boy of these parts. <laughs> and I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, he's the sweet boy. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is a podcast. Um, we're sort of trying to, you know, like, uh, you know, to just pull back the curtain a little bit, figure out what we are, sort of. I mean, Welcome to the introspective time. I guess it's about, like, uh, branding and marketing more than anything, but, I mean, we, you know, we want to we wanna be able to be, like, when someone's like, hey, what's your podcast about? I, I like... I know that you are someone who is listening to this right now and hopefully you're enjoying it, but you chose to listen and like, what would you tell someone, you know, like they're just these two dumb guys that kind of make me laugh sometimes. That's not a good pitch. No, it's really not. And also along that line, I don't think the pitch of it's like sitting in a room with two 25 year old guys ranting about things. They've been friends for like maybe eight years, maybe 10. They can't really remember. They have to do the math every time someone asks. Literally, it's not a concise number. But once we hit the double digits, it'll be easier, hopefully. You would think. You'd think. Basically, but what have we? I don't know. We might have. We've known each other for over ten years, for sure. Yeah, but we don't count the times that we weren't friends, right? But I mean, ten years ago we were fifteen, so I guess that's easy math. We weren't friends when we were fifteen. Nope. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, um, us having a stronger direction towards what we think this is going to be means more dedication to the things that we like that to to the direction. Basically, yeah. the quality of this will go up. Because we know what we are looking for it to be. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's... Uh, I don't have much of a plan for right here, but I'm just like, uh, what are we? We're just... I mean, if you... We're quanti- just two lost you, souls swimming in a fishbowl. Yeah, if you quantify the comedy, I feel like I would sort of genre it around like... um, at Like sort of absurdist maybe a little bit i would say i I, no, i would say a lot of it we've 
we we've done a lot of weird bits. So it's it's sort of just like weird takes on normal stuff. Yeah. And like you know, we don't look a lot of stuff up. But that <laughs> we, we run off of the knowledge that we already have about the world, which is yeah. debatable on how good it is. Look, I don't <laughs> think anyone including ourselves will ever come to uh come to the conclusion that we are experts. Or that we should be listened to. Well, the funny thing is that we kind of are both experts in certain fields. But it's never. But we're stuff never we going to talk about that on this podcast. Yeah, it, this is like a second life for us. <laughs> Ooh, you'll never know who I am in real life. You probably do. That's probably why you're listening. Every to time this, I wear this podcast, I'm incognito. I wear a fedora and sunglasses so that you can't see who I am. He's like Batman almost, where he has to choose: is he Brent or is he Brent from the podcast? Rachel, right off. We just watched um, The Dark Knight the other day is the uh, reason that that's coming back into fruit. I don't need to explain this. This isn't, this isn't, yeah, I just... Uh, I don't have to tell you guys where my funny comes from. It's one from. of those movies that I watched a lot when I was younger, and then there was a big gap, and when I didn't watch it, and the things that I remember so specifically from that movie are just ridiculous, mm-hmm. such as the way Harvey Dent screams Rachel whenever she is set ablaze. Yep. Rachel! 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 Oh! Horrific scene. Yeah, if you put that I, now, don't be don't be confused. That we were not playing the audio from the movie <laughs> no, right then. We are not the actor that was, Aaron Eckhart reacting to his uh fiance. Well, I guess not fiance, but reacting to his girlfriend exploding. <laughs> Yeah, we weren't playing the audio from the from the film. That wasn't a clip. That was actually us. So if but I I Hollywood reckon call us. I reckon if you put them side by side, you would be like, I don't know. You're gonna tell the difference. Yeah. So this man might only have half a face. <laughs> and that's what's really important, right? That's all this stuff about whether he did or didn't say Rachel a lot of times doesn't really matter much, does it, when you've got half a face, huh? When you have half a face, I feel like a lot of things don't matter as much anymore. Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of people would give you a pass on a few things. Mm-hmm. Not murder. I don't know about that one. He he did murder some people. Murder most foul is usually considered a bad thing to most. I, I don't want to get into too deep a tangent about The Dark Knight, but something I do really, really like about the ending of that movie is the fact that Harvey Dent had gone crazy. Oh yeah. And several people knew about it that were not dead. Yeah. And yet at the end of the movie, when Harvey Dent is at his most crazy with half a face, he looks and acts like a villain. Everybody. And I mean, everybody that was at that construction site where he died was like, all right, and we're all on the same page. We're going to somehow lie about this cartoon-esque villain, this, like, comic book villain with a literal, like, he wears his villainy on his face. Yeah, I, I want to say something about I don't say villainy. It's not his so fault. we know he was a lawyer, right? Yeah. Let's imagine for a moment, uh, with me, if you will. Come with us on this journey. So, imagine Harvey Dent didn't get killed right away. And you know, in the last 30 minutes of the movie after he was after his villainy was born. Um imagine if he hadn't been killed and like went on and maybe like you know, every once in a while in a comic book there's a scene of some villain in court, right? Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer, so he's pretty savvy, right? But I like to imagine his main defense would be like well, well, it wasn't me. The <laughs> coin said. The coin said. I can't go against what the coin said. Your honor, your honor. Your Honor. I make my own luck. I make my own luck. This is a fake coin. This is counterfeit money. You're going to jail, bud. That's how he keeps getting into arguments because he keeps defending himself on insanity. Yeah. Because he knows that he is at least 50% crazy. The burned half, right? Yeah. That's the crazy part. <laughs> That's the crazy part. He literally had a psychotic break from ha- from being disfigured. Also, fair. Bef- yeah. Before that happened, it's well known that Harvey Dent had like... Uh, a kind of a thing about being very crazy sometimes. Yeah, so he was a little crazy to begin with. It was in there, and then whenever half of his skin got burned off, it just came right out. Yeah, it just it was like right right beneath the skin. But exactly, I know that's the usually epidermis was keeping all that trapped on his face. Yeah, it was keeping all that rage in there. But uh, you know, a lot of people think 
like oh, right under the skin, boiling up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's figurative, not for Harvey Dent. It was physically right there. Yeah. Honestly, is if his face didn't get burned up by the fire. He'd be fine. He'd be fine. He would have just been the same. He Actually, I, I hear the alternate timeline is something like, yeah, he realizes he's got some issues and goes to therapy and he gets really good. And then he's a great lawyer. Yep. He's helping everyone. He's doing charity in his free time. Yep. And the but Joker ins- never bothered him again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Joker also did all that in that universe. They mm-hmm. had killer therapy in that universe. He went on to become mayor of Gotham. And then after a little bit of consideration figured, this is a bad city. This is a bad place to it's be. It's a bad one, yeah. People are constantly trying to destroy Gotham City. He's like, I know I was sense. one of those guys who put on the mask and or makeup to be a villain, but like, it's pretty weird, huh, guys? Yep. That there's so many people around here that are like, yeah, I can do that. Yep. Yeah. I, I love that twice in that movie series, It, I think it was over this, like, a long time span, but the fucking, like... The League of Assassins tried to destroy that city twice. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious how bad they failed both times. Yes. I shouldn't say how bad they failed, but they failed both times. And one of them, they had no, the, the, the city was not helping them in the slightest. Like they did not have as good odds. Last time they had fantastic odds and still lost. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I think it's time for... What's uh, the next bit? <laughs> I was trying to just remember it in segue, and I couldn't. Um, well, so the next bit was a, was a, was an interesting uh, thing brought forward to me by you and Sam Blaylock. Oh, yeah, about- yeah, yeah, yeah. So our friend Sam, who... Uh, shout out to Sam. He's probably hearing this. Um, he's a great friend, great guy. We love him. Salt of the Earth. Salt of, of the Earth, I would say. Oblig- he's got obligatory the, salt of the earth right here. If we describe someone as salt of the earth, you could probably understand. You could take that to the bank. You could take that to the bank. They're and they'll give dude. you money for the salt. They're a good person. They're nice. So, uh, yeah, the bank buys salt yep. from also, good people. Yep. And Sam is one of them. That's actually how he makes most of his money, from what I understand. is He's a he salt just, salesman. He just takes the salt to the bank. Yep. Um, but anyway, from the earth, of course. Uh, he has this thing where, you know, when you're sort of a meme shit poster like we are, mm-hmm. you find yourself in a, a lot of, locked in a lot of conversations about the uh, incredible pizza joint run by the big rat himself, Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's right. I'm talking about Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese to the layman, of uh, course. Chuck E. Cheese with Sam's coined tagline, the kid casino. And let me tell you, that phrase, I went, I laughed, and then I shivered to my core a little bit. It's, aren't that, like, isn't that what arcades are, though, right? Like, yeah. that's, Except arcades, you I aren't mean, going to get anything back. You're just spending the money well, to play right, the video games. Well, right, right, and that's a little different than gambling. Yeah. Um, but I guess the argument to be like, well, it's not gambling because it's not totally chance. It's based on skill <laughs> of these eight-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casino. Gamble away your parents' money. Yeah. Well, it's not money. It's tokens. It's tokens. Well, that sounds a lot like poker chips, my guy. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because they're exchanging them for tickets. Tickets. But how do they get the coins? Well, they got to... They got to exchange it. So, like, our... See, we don't take... They don't use... The machines don't use money. They don't use money. What they use... It's more like a currency exchange. Exactly. It's a currency exchange. So you give them money. Yeah. They give you uh, traditionally uh, a little styrofoam cup actually, full of coins. Actually, here's a fun fact. <laughs> if you go to the embassy, you can get a cup of those Chuck E. Cheese coins too. <laughs> if you go to the Chuck E. Cheese embassy? If you, yeah. If you go to the, the United States Chuck E. Cheese embassy, yeah. in the, it's in on U.S. soil, but of course we all know... Chuck E. Cheese is international territory, <laughs> so yep. n- you know it's like the ocean. Anything, exactly. anything goes in there. Anything goes. And that's in the, the ocean. real thing that kind of blew my mind about it, and like what makes it a little bit closer to being a kid casino is like there are no laws in there. There are no laws. Like the police can't come in there. If they could, do you think that the rat suit would look the way it did? No. <laughs> if the police like, could the come in there, the rat would get arrested every day. <laughs> I went to a uh, to a birthday party at a Chuck E. Cheese a couple of weekends ago. Actually, yeah, it was it was a, like a month ago. 
But uh, yeah, that rat suit, still horrifying in person. They've modernized it, that's for sure. But uh, it fills me with nightmares a little bit. Still had the sunken in dark circle eyes. <laughs> yeah. Chuck doesn't sleep. He's too busy partying. <laughs> He's too busy partying and making money off Do you think children. that the new design looks more or less like Chuck is a coke addict. He looks like more that he's a recovered coke addict. Oh, okay. So he's doing better. He's doing better. But like, but I don't know that he's doing well enough that if someone offered Chuck E. Cheese Coke right now, I don't know that he'd turn it down. He wouldn't say no. (laughs) Yeah. We've created quite a profile. Just just two to three bumps for me, though. Yeah. We've created quite a profile for this. I'm clean. Two to three bumps for me. (laughs) If I take more than that, I can't get my next coin. (laughs) They won't let me take And my actually, shit. here's another fun fact. You can trade your uh, Substance Anonymous coins for <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese tokens as well. It's insane. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They've got yeah, trade there. away all that progress, trade away those markers of your progress for a chance at a grip full of plastic snakes yeah, from so, behind that clear booth. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of a good program because like they don't allow adults in there unless there's a kid with them. Right. So it's more like you just give your kid the Alcoholics Anonymous coin and then they exchange it for the 1000 tokens or whatever it is. It, you know, obviously scales based on the milestone. So yeah. like a 5-year coin, dude, that's that's at least 2500 <laughs> tokens, I would say. And I mean tokens you're talking about like a dollar to like 10 tokens, right? Or something. Sure. Dollar to four tokens even. Yeah. I, I don't know. But like the AA coins are pretty valuable in there. <laughs> oh my God. So the, the question now becomes like from a morality standpoint, is it is it like bad? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know what I mean? Because it could be like, I've seen so many fucked up parents come in here just like on tweaking, man. Just tweaking. To exchange these So, So they, you know, we convince them to turn their life around so that their kid can play more games and have more nice stuff from their tickets. Exactly. You know, you could spin it that way. Make this progress for your child to come back here. Yeah, but this is America and all the... You know that there would be people who are like, oh, here's a life hack for you. If you want free Chuck E. Cheese tokens, just become an alcoholic for a while and then go to AA. <laughs> yeah. it'll. It's a deep investment, that plan. Maybe maybe don't use that as your first plan to get a shit ton of tokens. It's like the alcohol poisoning skyrockets after they start doing that. I always remember in elementary school, they did stuff like that where it's like if you brought in like enough like box toppers from a thing, you could win like a pizza party. Yeah. So maybe just start like, you know how your kids have to do the box topper stuff? Steal your kids box toppers. Yeah. That way, while you're working on becoming an alcoholic, at least you can fit the part a little bit better. And then you can truly use and then you're like, no, I'm doing it for my kid. <laughs> it's like your act. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're doing it for their kid. That's yeah. it. Okay. But like, let's talk about these kids actually gambling though, right? Like yep. let's compare this to a casino a little bit more because it sounds more like it's just a sad dumpy place, which is true. Yeah. So Chuck E. Cheese, uh, here's the thing. You are not going to get money back. It's the exchange uh, yeah. is the exchange is you give money to them you get their coin, their their Chuck coin. Uh, That's what they call it. Chuck they call coin. them Chuckies. <laughs> Ugh. But uh, so they get you, the children get the coins, and they go and put them in machines. Uh, by the way, a variety of these machines don't even give you anything back. It's just like a one time, like oh, I played a game, blah blah blah. But a lot of them give you back tickets, and those tickets are used to buy prizes. At the uh, prize counter, which is almost always the same place that you get the coins from. Yeah. And so that is basically what it is. It's akin to the I mean, if loot you, boxes in video games. Yeah, if you buy $20 worth of tokens and then you get, I mean, even if you hit like a couple jackpots and the rest of them are like, you know, 10 tickets or so. Yeah. Like, or like even if you do decent. Like, I'd say if you score average on all the machines and hit one jackpot, the 
out of 20 tokens, the prize will be worth, the prizes you get will be worth $6. Oh, yeah. If that. Also, has anyone ever been to one of these places when you didn't have, like, a shit ton of money? You learn real quick how much money you need to have fun at, like, a Mr. Gaddy's or a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Because you get all of your tickets. Even if, like, the last time I went, I almost entirely dedicated my time to just getting tickets. I didn't even touch anything outside the box on the front. Right. I had no way of getting anything on the yeah, wall. I don't worry about that anymore. What usually. about that cheap CD player from 2007? I'm, I'm just like, I just consider it all sunk cost. The yeah. prize I get is going to suck anyway. For sure. So I'm just like, I'm going to play games that are fun. Yeah. Like, I'm going to just treat this like it's an arcade and I'm just going to play some games. Oh, it spit out some tickets. Cool. I'll get a lollipop. Maybe. I'll get some candy. Like, Do you really want candy from the from the prize booth at a Chuck E. Cheese? I mean, I have gotten to the age where I can eat a lot of bad candy. Like <laughs> That's going to stop for us I, soon. I got some pretty weird candy for Christmas, like in a stocking stuffer, and I really don't know if it was supposed to be like crunchy candy or hard candy that you were supposed to suck on. <laughs> Uh, it was really unclear to me because it That's was like... a sign of a bad piece of candy. They were a little bit like hard to chew right off the cuff but like if i kept it in my mouth for a minute it didn't taste like anything mm. so it was really what confusing was, do you remember what the name of the candy was no man one of them was in a little like uh vw bus looking thing and it was just full of little b balls of candy mm. and the other one is a water gun and that one the candy looked the same right okay, okay? But when I took, it's like in this tube on the top and I was like thinking, oh, that's where the water goes. You know, you empty, you eat all the candy and then you put water in there. That's not right. <laughs> so when I took it off, I thought I broke it and I thought that they were probably just plastic balls because it was also like this weird tapered, like looked like a CO2 tank thing. Okay. They didn't want to come out of there. Like one ball fit through the opening of this bottle. You got to shake it. Yeah, and it was, like, once I got the first, like, three out, it was a lot easier, of course. Shake the but they were, like, jammed in there, and, <laughs> and I could get them out. <laughs> it was really a strange thing, and, like, I mean, but the main thing about candy for me anymore is it's made of sugar, and I want some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's getting bad. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that for you, buddy. It's, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate, though, even after that, the candy at Chuck E. Cheese sucks, and you shouldn't get it even if you have the Yeah, it would probably it. scratch that itch for me, but for most people, I wouldn't recommend. And also, here's a fun thing. But that also, I like, isn't that the only place in the world where you can get a pixie stick anymore? <laughs> like, have you seen a pixie stick at a store ever? <laughs> I, I haven't. Some I, But mm. I've had someone gave me a pixie stick recently they got it from Chuck E. Cheese man they got it from fucking Chuck E. Cheese there's no way they didn't <laughs> yeah if you like go trick-or-treating and you see that people are giving out pixie sticks then there's you, a rat in their house you've got, there's a rat in their house that they're harboring that fucking fugitive <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> yeah but also uh, public uh public awareness thing Chuck E. Cheese is currently wanted for tax evasion yeah but it doesn't matter because the as long as always at, wins as long as he's in the the mount the house he's uh yeah he's safe it, like i said earlier it's international yeah. there's no laws there there's no laws and also it's a rat what there's no rat court could you imagine a rat court you'd have to get a suit a suit for a rat put a suit on a rat and imagine how silly that looks come on get you sound real. stupid right get now get real get real you're telling me this no that's not that's nothing not a chance you can't sue the rat you can't sue the rat and that, yeah, but like Pat said, just like at any casino, the house always wins, but at this one, the mouse always wins. Oh, oh, we got a visitor. Oh, oh, Michael's coming up here. He's got it's something. It's weird. He's also he's on the phone. <laughs> I know that Michael definitely has something. Oh, I thought you had a phone in your hand. I know that Michael definitely has something to say about the rat. Uh, which one? Uh, the, the, the. We're talking about Charles. Ah, Charles Entertainment Chief. He knows the one. Served in Vietnam. Oh, wow, he oh. also served in... How old he is this rat? Um, well, that could explain the war crimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, all the war crimes. Yeah. Yee! So many war crimes. Did you know that he actually invented the punji pit and then later based the ball pit off of it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a really dark piece of trivia, huh? <laughs> yeah, bet you didn't know that. <laughs> oh, 
pits or ball pits if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I liked it. Thank you, Michael, for stopping in. Michael's our other roommate, so every once in a while he stops in and uh, gives us his two cents. Yep. I didn't know all that about the war crimes. Yeah. I mean, it. Michael would. When you know think that. about it, though, it, it really adds up. I and you know what else, Pat? I'm almost positive this is not the first time we've talked about this terrible, terrible rat on this <laughs> podcast. No, we've brought him up before, but never at this length. But you know what? It's time that people know about him. His crimes need to be put to an end because, I mean, did we need to say more than Kid Casino? Like we've explained how the mouse always wins. No. You pay twenty dollars for tokens, and you get a prize worth. Five or less dollars. More than likely less than five dollars. You you're you're even if you spend like forty bucks and like that's not even counting like food or drink. God forbid you have like if you're a parent, it's here's the thing. There's been no point in my life where I have questioned like that my parents have probably dropped primo primo bank on Chaboy here. But, uh, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is one of those places that I look back on and I'm glad they didn't spend money on me to go there. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Because I went there as an adult. I did not pay for the food. And I, and I think that me and um, Cassidy dropped, like, 60 or 70 bucks on just the two of us. And we walked away with a grip of plastic snakes. Yeah. And now Call back to the thing I said earlier. It was a really specific reference because it happened to me. And now they protect your change in your car. Exactly. No which one's going he, for the change. Which Pat told me, and I didn't see it when they told me that. And then when I did see it, I was like, you know, that's actually kind of scary. Yeah. You don't think about it, but uh, it, I, I, it happened to me I mean, once it looks in my like a own snake car. Pit, which, according to Michael, is also a ball pit. If you're brave enough. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. the um, last time we discussed a couple of things we were going to talk about. And whenever I came up on when we were going to talk about the uh, Kid Casino, I could only think of the other subject. And now that it's time to talk about the other subject, I don't know what it is. The other bit is a new bit that I would really like oh, to I make just remember super what it is because, consistent because, because it we was could, so fun to come up with. Yeah, we could bring this back in. We did have a little discussion about this in the truck the other day. Uh, but I think we can really... Why don't you go ahead and pull up the lyrics to these two songs? That's yeah, right. We're, we're, we're comparing a couple of songs. Uh, this week... Name This pending. week, we this week uh, they will they will um, be f by the same artist. Uh, and it's sort of born out of this particular artist sort of writing a lot of songs uh, in this vein. Um, but what we're going to be talking about is uh, comparing how tough the subject of two songs that are basically just about a really tough guy. Comparing, who's the toughest guy who, who's in, the toughest, in song? The toughest guy in song, yeah. Who is the toughest guy in song? So today the artist we're discussing is, of course, the illustrious Jim, Jim Croce. Which we think is probably the right way to say his name. If, um, uh, if we, you have a dispute, fight me in the street. Yeah, okay, so that's a catchphrase that we're using now. Um, so... We, I actually remember one thing I said in the truck the other day was we definitely need to learn how to assuredly say his name correctly before we record this. And, and I didn't we did Google not. a single I, I letter. Up. In fact, he could, we could have looked it up right then when we were talking about it, and we didn't. Nope. But that's okay, because we're going to go with Jim like Croce for now. Like I said before, we're often wrong. For all intents and purposes, we are going with Jim Croce for now. If we're wrong, maybe we'll correct it later, maybe we won't. I don't know. Do I care? Not really. Sue me. We're talking about Jim Croce. That was way too long to intro this, but here we go. We've got the two songs. It, we're going to do that every single time, no matter what songs we talk about. We've got uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. A hit. And also, you don't mess around with Jim. Now, sadly, the name of Jim is not... We just, we just call him Big Jim. And he does call him that in the song. But our question today... He's big and dumb. As a man can come... Yeah. But he's stronger than a country hoss. But the question we're asking today is, between these two men, which one would you, uh, if you had to, would you rather fight in that Southside Chicago bar? Yeah, or wherever it may be. Because, I mean... Probably big, Chicago. Jim, big, he writes a lot of songs big about Jim, Big Jim is probably not in the South Side of Chicago. He's probably, he's a big, dumb country boy, so he's probably somewhere else. <laughs> yep, you're right. He might have said it in the song, though. But we'll, We're going to see. We're, we're going to go through this real quick. Um... 
from off the top of my dome, from what I remember, I mean, we've got... So I know Bad Bad Leroy Brown a lot better because I used to play it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Bad Bad Leroy Brown. He's the... He's the baddest man in the whole damn town. Now, that we can break down a little bit here because it's interesting. Because at the beginning of the song, he said the south side of Chicago, the baddest part of town. Yeah. Now, if the town we're referring to is Chicago, that's a pretty bad part of a pretty bad town. Right off the top, you could ask a good portion of people and they would say Chicago, kind of a bad place sometimes. And everyone knows, like, this is bad, bad Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town, badder than old King Kong, which is, of course, just like a a, a little metaphor. And hey, Yeah, King Kong, uh, we know who that is. I mean, King Kong would certainly smash him in one Big punch. Big old gorilla man. If he's a regular man, I would say King Kong would certainly smash him in one punch. Nah, he's badder than old King Kong. Old King Kong. That might be the the. the oh, his dad. Please, please, call call me Kong. My father was was King Kong. The old King Kong. Old yeah, King he's Kong. on a cane and everything now. Old so. King Kong son, of course, Mighty Joe Young. Now, of course, I still wouldn't <laughs> want to fight Old King Kong, but when Leroy sees him, he's like, "Yeah, I could probably take him." Here's so, the thing: is Jim kind of drops off with how tough this guy is real quick after King Kong, though. He's not less tough, but it is. Baddest man in the whole damn town, badder than old King Kong, meaner than a junkyard dog. There's quite a big margin between King Kong okay, and a junkyard okay, dog. Okay, I see what you're saying there, but I would argue that maybe it's uh, just another classification of the type of mean. Because mm-hmm. like a junkyard dog, they're going to like stand their ground. They they are not backing down. No, and they're probably got rabies. Yeah, like they, and they've got, yeah, exactly. They've got rabies, so they've got the rage. Yeah, if you've seen Cujo, dogs yeah. are scary. Yeah, so uh Badder than old King Kong, now, baddest man the, in the, the South other thing that we the other thing that we should point out these two songs have in common is they both include someone bigger and badder at the end. Yes. Now that's not that's not who we're really talking about. We're because that's not who the song's about necessarily. But well, for Bad Bad Leroy Brown, that is not who the song's about. That is literally a side character yeah, but for one lyric. Let's get into uh Big Jim because I we both believe an argument could be made that the bigger badder man in this song is actually who the song's about. Yes, exactly. So for the for those who have not heard it, um Jim um it's not clear where he's from. But he lives on 42nd Street, and he is a pool-shooting son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, he's, as we said before, big and dumb as a man can come, stronger than a country hoss. Which is like, I mean, I just want to real quick, if we're cross-examining here, we've, and I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself with a cross-examination, nothing in that is really quantifiable, no. No, not Because, like, stronger than a country hoss could mean... Uh, like that's that is not a good metric of measurement. Like King Kong, we can sort of guess he's big as a building, yeah, and he's a strong monkey. Now this is old King Kong, so reduce that by a bit because of his old brittle bones. Exactly. He that's that's fairly quantifiable though. A junkyard dog, we know what that is. Yep. I and we know how mean they are. I don't know who this country hoss is. Country hoss comes in many different many shapes. many different shapes and sizes. Exactly. Yeah. And also. Big and dumb as a man can come is sort of just one of those blanket statements you give to somebody that is big. And but it's also like that is pretty scary in itself. Yeah. Because if he's really strong, he's really big, and he's dumb, like you don't want to fight someone big and dumb. No. Because they're not gonna care about what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't know their own strength. What's some, what's, what's some other, I mean, like I said, I just don't feel like we have enough sort of quantifiable information on Big Jim. So let's move I on on the, the lyrics. I think the quantifiable Big Jim lyrics truly come in the chorus. Uh, and here's the thing is it's not as, it's not as um, supportive of him being tougher as Leroy Brown's is, but I'll just go through them. You don't tug on Superman's cape. That's a given. You don't do that. Superman will or could kill you. I mean, easily. Yeah. You don't spit into the wind because the wind will kick it back into your face. You don't pull the mask off that old Lone Ranger. Bit of a dated reference. The Lone Ranger is uh, an infamous, uh, or not infamous, I guess, but he's like a famous character that is a cowboy and he wears a mask. He wears a mask. He's you a don't vigi- pull his he's mask a, off. He's an old west vigilante. Yep. 
and you don't reveal his identity. You just don't do it. And you just don't, like all of that, yeah. you don't mess around with Jim. It's not that you can't or you shouldn't. So you simply don't. So to that, to that, I say this really just means Jim's got a reputation. It is more trouble Jim, to mess around with Jim than it is worth. According yeah, to this Jim, song. big Jim is he. You just don't mess with him because you're probably not going to end up feeling too good. No. Now. I think we can break down a little bit the the guys who beat them up. We're already on Jim, so let's just talk about it because this one's a little bit bigger of a deal, I think. Yeah, well, out of South Alabama, come a country boy. See, now, now we've got some quantifiable, quantifiable information here. Yep. This guy, his name's uh, Willie McCoy. Everyone calls him. Slim. Slim, exactly. Everyone back down home in Alabama. Uh, he, he also, like uh, Jim... Uh, is a pool shooting boy. Uh, and he comes to 42nd Street, the home of Big Jim. Yeah. Looking for him. Which nobody uh, does. Which nobody, nobody does Nobody's this. looking for nobody's Jim. Nobody's done nobody's this before. Uh, Jim drives a Cadillac. It mentions that in the song. I don't think it really matters. That doesn't say anything. Good for Jim, I guess. Um, but we learned that Big Jim uh, sw- uh, took all of his... Took all of uh, Slim's money. Jim took Slim's yeah, money. Yeah, Jim took Slim's money, which is not cool, Jim. Yes. We later learn in the song that it is because Jim is a pool hustler. Oh, he was he hustled him. He hustles people at pool. And that's sort of like a lyric that pops up sort of at the end of the song. But uh, Slim has come to 42nd Street. Jim took all of his money, and he wants his money back. Yeah. And he's ready to knock on that door. And uh, he's informed. You, I mean, spo- you, spoiler alert. Yeah, he's informed by the chorus. You don't mess around with Jim. Yep. And to which Slim says, I don't give a shit. I'm going to kick his ass or kill him. I think, is it more clear in this one? Yeah, uh, it is a little bit more clear. So uh, basically, Willie McCoy, Slim, is in the bar asking, asking for Jim. Yeah. And Jim shows up. And uh, it gets real quiet, and then they get into a fight. Uh, Big Jim was cut in about 100 places, shot in a couple more. And the song is changed because Big Jim hits the floor. And the lyrics change to you don't mess around with Slim instead of Jim. Yeah. Because Jim doesn't matter. Because messing around with Slim was not worth it. Was it. A, it was a worse idea to mess around with Slim. Yep. So... Uh, yeah, so that's that. I'd say that's a pretty good. That's a tough pretty, guy. Pretty good profile. Now Jim is tough. Jim uh, is tough, but he messed with the wrong guy, mm-hmm. which is a similar story to what happened with Leroy Brown. Now Leroy Brown is a gambler. Um, he he. Uh, one night he was shooting dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked over at the bar and he saw. Uh, sat at the bar, a girl named Doris, yep. and uh, ooh, that girl looked nice. All right, <laughs> that's what that's what Leroy thought. So he decided he was gonna slide up there, um, and that was the night he learned not to mess with the wife of a jealous man. Mm-hmm. He gets into a scrap. He gets into a scrap. When um, they took to fighting, they got pulled from the floor. Leroy looked like a jigsaw puzzle with a couple of pieces gone. So that implies he got cut. Yeah, so he he was definitely hurt. Mm-hmm. There were certain things about Leroy Brown that I I did want to mention though. I don't think he's dead. No, I think that he. But I think that Big Jim might be. Big Jim might be dead. Here's the thing: the lyrics in Leroy Brown don't change even after that fight takes place. He yeah. is still the baddest man in the but, whole. Day but there was information earlier on in that. Where I like he's a gambler, so you know it's getting a little shady. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always got a gun on him. He, he keeps always a knife a, in his shoe. Keeps a razor in his shoe. Here's the thing, and here's why I am starting. And after looking at both of these for so long, I am starting to come around on the side of Leroy Brown is the toughest man because he learns a lesson. Yeah, and that's the that's the point. I'm he that's the point I'm getting changes. to. That's the point I'm getting to though. I thought Leroy Brown was a little scarier because I was like, well, even if you beat him up, like 
he's a bad dude. Yeah. Like, he's probably got a crew. He's going to come find you and end you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't mess I, around with Lee I felt friend. like he had this pride about him. But at the end, we learn, he learned his lesson about messing with the life of a, je- a wife of a jealous man. And he won't repeat that mistake now. Yeah, hopefully. because he didn't go after him, even though he definitely had the power to do that. And he'll have the permanent reminders because the guy took the time to cut little jigsaw pieces out of his skin. Yeah. So I think the consensus we can come to is toughest, Leroy Brown. Because you got to be tough to change. Yeah. Next week, we're going to pit Slim against uh, Leroy. Next week, we pit Slim against Leroy. And that one's going to be a little tougher because Slim has much less pedigree. However, he did fucking kill Jim. Yeah. So uh, it's time to move on to everyone's favorite segment. Uh, was that favorite. meme? Was that meme funny? Is that what we friggin' named it so many years ago, Pat? I don't know. Message we us really and tell get... us what you guys think. We'll we really come up need with to get ideas. some names for these bits, man. Yep. That, what we'll do is we'll come up with some names and we'll put out a vote. Yeah, and also like we do want to recur that toughest man in song bit. Uh, so if you know some songs about tough guys, send them our way. Yeah. You know, send it to Absolutely. our Instagram uh, messages. You know that mm-hmm. sort of thing. All right, let's look at some memes. This first one here, Brent sent me. Um, it's in the classic meme format: image, text, top, text, bottom. It's great. Uh, it's Sonic the. It's Shadow the Hedgehog, not Sonic. Shadow. Important distinction there. Yeah. Uh, he's from, the mean one. Yeah, I think it's definitely a promotional image from his solo video game because he has a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shadow uh, the Hedgehog. Yep. And the text. Pusha T ordered spicy ramen at the ramen place, but he tried it, and it's spicier than he thought. It's too spicy. It's too spicy. <laughs> too spicy for Pusha T. <laughs> Shadow, Guys, this is yeah, just... Shadow knows all about that, I, from what I understand. It's funny being as into the shit posting as we are, because I'm starting to understand what a shit post looks like when it's just straight across the plate. Just like, there it is, right there. Yeah. That's it, buddy. That one, if you've ever wondered what a shit post was, that right there is like through and through. That's what it is. It's it's just too many weird off the wall. It, it couldn't have ever existed without like rage comics or anything like that because like we have this format of what a meme is and like it's an image with some text that goes along with it. And then a shit post is just like Words that don't go with the image and don't really make that much sense by themselves. And also, like, the formatting on it is bad. Like, the letters oh, are actively it's all being cropped cut off. off yeah. It's a good image, guys. Really, this is a good standpoint and if you, you know want to learn a little more You know more what a good meme it. curator does, a good shitpost curator does, is he actually will crop off a little bit more each time. Yeah. You just slowly make it less and less coherent. So. All right. This next one is a Google search result. Uh, the search is, uh, do ants smoke cigarettes? And the response will surprise you. Yes! Please give us min- <laughs> as many cigarettes to ants as possible. We love to smoke them with our friends in the colony, and maybe, if we're feeling up for it, drink a beer or two. We prefer Newport menthols, but if they don't have them, give us Marlboro Red 100s. Thank you. The amount of memes that we find that have to do with animals smoking is so intense. <laughs> it's great. It's because hey, it's, it's all... Hey, welcome to Idiot Sandwich, your number one dealer for <laughs> animal smoking cigarettes memes. You've seen a lot of them. You've seen a lot of them out there, they, but you'll never find the good oh. ones without us. You'll have to wade through all those terrible animal smoking dairy memes until you find the good ones. Would would well, you could just come straight to us? Any sandwich? We've got all the. Anyway, I'm setting myself up to have to find them all the time, and I just happen to come across them a lot. Look, if you described us as a podcast where you sometimes got to see a meme or two about an animal smoking a cigarette, you wouldn't be wrong. It's accurate. Yeah, I'd say like. Oh my god. Well, Every other episode, we probably talk about it, but I know we talked about one last episode. It was a little gecko with a cigarette. <laughs> it was. It was just like a gecko on the fucking anyway, wall. Anyway, next meme. Uh, Next meme. Actions. It's a tweet. Actions have consequences. And it's uh, two pictures. Uh, One is a gator with a uh, stork sitting atop it. Yeah. And the next image is a stork in the backseat of a police cruiser. <laughs> Did he drown the crocodile or the alligator? Uh, man, I don't know. Is it illegal to ride an alligator? What reason would you arrest a bird? 
Uh, maybe uh, he took the alligator's baby and delivered. Maybe he, I think you're onto something. I was gonna say maybe he stole the alligator eggs and then dropped it off at like a, a, a desiring young mother. Mm-hmm. It's like here's your baby, ma'am. I and think she's like, this is a soft, squishy egg, though. The stork and the gator were in cahoots. Oh, yeah. It was a heist. It was a heist. They didn't catch the gator, though. They stole all the queen's they, gold. It's just because they didn't have a truck for him to sit in the backseat of. Yeah, they stole all the queen's gold. They stole all the queen's gold. This gator did. <laughs> yeah, what's the next one? Also, uh, funny enough, it's a crocodile meme that you sent. Oh. It's a crocodile with a croc. Is he smoking a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> Close, though. It's a, He's got a croc shoe in his mouth. Yeah. And it says, look how indistinctively... Instinctively, uh, the mother croc carries the baby in its mouth. Nature is beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to read that out loud again because it sounded bad. Look how instinctively the mother croc carries the baby in its mouth. Nature is beautiful. I've been flubbing saying these. I've been flubbing just talking. Give me two more, Pat. Two more. Give me two more and then we'll wrap up. Okay. This one, uh, it's a text and then an image here. Uh, you got uh, a record scratch freeze frame. That's onomatopoeia right there telling you what's happening in the scene. Um, and then, yep, that's me and my babushka. You're probably wondering how we ended up with a tank. And then it's a picture of a almost like a small family on top of a tank. What did I say, Pat? I mean, listen, of course, of course, this this thing that's going on uh, in Eastern Europe is is just awful. Yeah, we are not. Uh, we are not nobody's happy about it pretty much anywhere. Um, but that's not really what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about memes. And one of the things that I did mention when all of this started, and I started to see, like, people from Ukraine posting videos on Twitter of war stuff happening, you know? Yep. A- and I was like, you know, we haven't really existed in a time where there was a real war since memes have been so prevalent. Yeah. And wartime memes could really be something. And if this wasn't a meme-worthy war, I mean, you've got people on tractors stealing missile systems and just hitching them to the back of their tractors. There is a Wikipedia page that was changed because someone found, like, a $20 million, like, ballistic, like, missile system in the woods near his house and stole it. And so the listing of operators in the world had to be updated. <laughs> That's funny. You And now... Igor the, from Ukraine. The United States is saying that we can just go steal Russian oligarchs' yachts. We are allowed to do that and return them to the United States for a bounty. How are we supposed to do that? Listen, I don't know, and I wish I knew more about it because I want to do it so bad. <laughs> I want to do it so bad, but I know I would get killed. I we would get killed. We don't know how to drive a yacht. No, I barely. I've barely ever even driven a boat. What condition, Mr. President? What condition does the boat need to be in when we get it back? When we get it back, do you guys actually care, or is it just that they don't have their boat? Dude, you know, I know someone who can drive a yacht. Yeah, Jack Brown? His dad. Ooh, Daddy Brown. That guy can drive. We're not going to call him that. That guy can drive any watercraft. Absolutely. I guarantee it. But uh, give me give me the last one, man. There's I don't a lot know of what meat dad, on that bone. Yeah. I don't know what dad thinks I do for a living. I'm neither a hitman nor do I have the ability to Photoshop. And it's a text conversation from a guy's dad <laughs> that has a picture of him and a woman in it, the dad. And uh, all it says is takeout man in background. <laughs> What a knockout for the last one. Yeah, it's great. He's saying, uh, the dad says, he sends a picture and you think he's probably like of him and like his wife or something. And it's yeah. like, take out the, take out man in the background. That's all it says. Clean this which, image up. Which probably means like, yeah, uh, you can Photoshop this out, right? Like that's what old people think. They think everybody has all of the computer skills that's, you know, 20 or more years younger than them. Yeah. But, uh, Turns out this person lot. evidently does not have any Photoshop skills to which he assumes like, maybe he wants me to kill him. I'm not a hitman either. Yeah. <laughs> which do you think? I think the Photoshop thing would be the easier thing than to kill that man, especially since that's clearly from a time before you'd have no way to track that guy down. Yeah. But anyway. also dad, you're in the photo with this guy. <laughs> Why did you take a picture? 
<laughs> he wanted me to kill him. <laughs> You're this is incriminating. Mom's in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he can't be in any picture with me again if he's dead. Exactly. All right, well, that's it for Idiot Sandwich, guys. We're going to wrap this up. Uh... If you're astute, you might have noticed this one was a little bit shorter. We're like I said, we're we're revisiting some uh, logistical things about the podcast. We're trying some things out, and uh, I'm just going to be open and honest about it. And tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. Please communicate with us because we are trying to make this good. I know we missed a couple of weeks. We're very busy. We're just trying to uh, figure out how to get this to work into our schedule and our mm-hmm. energy schedule and. Things like that, but we we really are trying to get this consistent, and we really want um, to have as many people as we can hear this and enjoy it, and we really mm-hmm. hope we brought a smile to your face today at least and, once. And maybe, maybe a good chortle, but I'll tell you what, I hope we brought no desire to go to fucking Chuck E. Cheese's. I hope so. The rat needs to be taken down. Uh, that's If you take anything from this podcast, take that. Take it to the bank, but not for tokens. No, but uh, the bank if you are salt of the earth, we'll give you cash for your salt. Yeah. So there's our little wrap up. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little shout out to a couple of people. Well, really just, uh, Mike white and his cohort, Dustin, sorry, Dustin, I can't remember your last name. Uh, I, I've never actually met Dustin, but these are a couple of great, great guys. Um, I've, I've worked on some music for them. Their band's called As Good As It Gets, and their band wrote our theme song, which is called Living Room, off of their uh, album. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, all that good stuff. It's called Something Old, Something New, so look them up, As Good As It Gets. I really like their stuff, man. I think they're really killer songwriters, and I think they... They've got a good vibe to them, I guys. think they deserve more attention than they get, so uh, yeah. look them up. Um, and a lot of great tracks on that one. I mean, I love this song, and their production has only gotten better since I'm this. convinced that song is about me. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess, a little bit less accurate now that you've got a bedroom, but I still yeah. just feel like the vibe is so close to our friendship that I can't stop using it. And I yeah. love the song, so... It's a great song. Um, Yeah, check them out. Uh, And uh, thank you for listening, and... We'd you know, it. if it weren't for you guys, we we wouldn't be doing this. That's probably not true. No, we'd still be talking and doing yeah, this. Yeah, because but it's only, glad to know that seems like there's only listen. about seven of you, and I'd love it if you told your friends and made that a few more. But you know, if you wanted to keep it for yourself, you know, like a little Smeagol, my precious sort of situation, I understand that too. But understand, Frodo will come, or Bilbo I, Baggins will come along, make you feel like a dipshit, and steal your podcast. Yeah, I also and your rings. Understand if you feel a little too ashamed to be like, hey, listen to this, friends, and then you. You could be like afraid they'd listen to it and be like, man, you're a fucking moron for this. Yeah. But if you need to keep us your guilty pleasure, then we can be your guilty pleasure podcast. But all all the same. Thanks. Yep. And uh, we are signing off. Yep. Order another idiot sandwich. 